listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the 9to5 Entertainment System. Uh, Scott is trying to avoid being sick, so he's not on this episode. Um, if you enjoy the show, and you should enjoy the show, uh, maybe you want to head to patreon.com slash 9to5cc and become a patron of the 90s uh, if you join the 90s deluxe level you'll get access to garbage time which is an amazing companion podcast that we record each and every episode of 90s on this week's garbage time we run through the dungeons and dragons 15 weirdest creatures from a list we found on game rant and see if john can identify them but on this the main show we talk about some crypto stuff sam bank bankman freed coffeezilla elon musk and dave Chappelle. wednesday on netflix uh what band would you like to see twice in a row and today was a good day how is this happening to us so often we've been doing this every other week for like 10 years and then all of a sudden we're, every week we're having problems getting this recording thing to work. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I, I feel that I I have suspected that you're getting less than optimal support from our uh, web-based recording studio because we're on like a grandfather plan that's much cheaper than their current plans. Oh, so I was like, I, I wonder if they're like they're just letting our instance like get long in the tooth and stuff. To, I and, and wonder. You know, like, and then they were like, oh, wow, if you upgrade to Pro or whatever, you'll get all this stuff, and it'll be, like, double the price. I don't know. Would they uh-huh. do that? I'm not going to name names, but I feel they would do that. I feel that. I feel that's a business model that exists. Push people isn't, isn't to that, a higher pricing. Isn't that Apple's entire model? I, I'm pretty sure they paid a hefty fine to the EU for for doing that with people's like slowing down their iPods and whatever on purpose to to push new updates. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. So, but I mean, that's it. They they were doing it actively on purpose. But I think that just like even it it still boggles my mind how big video games are now. What do you like, mean? It, and I think it's just because like we have a surplus of storage. Like storage is cheap. But that so there's just no like, uh, like oh like, you mean like the the size of the installs yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. you're like what what is this yeah. this doesn't need to be all like uh I just got a PS5 so that's mm-hmm. exciting and I forget like Far Cry six eighty gigabytes on so eighty on the PS4 hundred and twenty on the PS5 and I was like that doesn't make any sense where's there forty gigs coming from. Well, like, what like, it is is uncompressed a 4K HD video, right? That yeah. at any other time in history you would have stored it in a compressed format and then uncompressed it in order to display it. And now, like, why would you spend the processor cycles at runtime when you could just use the storage space? Yeah, exactly. I I yeah. I, I know, but it's just lazy. And so as as a result, though, you end up with <laughs> your like you're like oh I have like a terabyte, and you're like okay that's you know that would be like infinite storage space ten years ago. Now it's eight games. <laughs> exactly. You know, and even of that terabyte, how much is the operating system? Like, I doubt that you've got a full terabyte of install space. Yeah. yeah. What's nice, though, is that you have that, like, with the SSD stuff and USB-C and all that crap, like, there's the there's the external hard drive that you can run games off of and everything on the PS5, hmm. which is... So you can actually start building up your, your storage. Right. And then it doesn't... Of course, does any of that matter? Because you have to be online to play anything, so... Who knows? Yep. 
Uh, are yeah, there any good games about. for it? I thought there was a big complaint about the PS5. There's like nothing that that makes it that's, great. That's right. Uh, well, <laughs> so the, the I mean, I think that we're gonna start seeing. Like my take is, we're probably gonna start seeing like PS5 exclusives in the next year or so because okay. like supply is finally meeting demand. Like I'm actually seeing them in stores. Which We're is still not talking about the it... second or the third year of the life of this console. No? Right, exactly. That's it. But it's, it, it's been time. completely like because there's you know a chip shortage, international mm-hmm. chip shortage, which impacts PS5 and whatever and all the various components involved in it. Uh, and but yeah, exactly. This is I think the first. This is the first time since launch that I've seen now PS5s in stores. Like I was at the mm-hmm. mall the other day and I was like, oh, there's a PS5 that I could buy, which is a big news. For the fact that there's PS5s that you can buy two weeks before Christmas, right? Like that's. I like... mean, I, I tried to get one for Elden Ring, and I couldn't find one. I just gave up and then bought the PS4 version. Yep. I mean, I think yep. that's and so. But what they've been doing over the last like whatever three or four years of the PS5's existence has been pretty smart. Is that like almost almost every well every game that you buy on the PS5, you can all you also get like a PS4 version, and it can also play basically all the ps4 games so mm-hmm. like like i mean like, like by basically i mean like literally all of them. them like like yeah. you can even just uh like you can like plug your ps4 into your ps5 and it and it just copies all the crap from your ps4 onto your ps5 and you can just play everything that way mm. so even if you're not necessarily getting the like optimized for ps5 version i'm like do i really care like i'm not gonna rebuy Far Cry 6, but I can just like pick up my save file from the 4 and play it on the 5. Right. And what right, it does right, make right. a big difference on is like your load times and your runtime or whatever, because you're running off of the SSD stuff. And so like you're faster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. So you're like, I forget who it was. And and I, if I'm not mistaken either, I, like obviously I'm not a Sony spokesperson, but I believe if you buy the PS5 version of anything, it comes with the PS4 version right now, mm-hmm. also, which is again kind of kind of neat. Like I was saying, like, oh, like for. Like I have God of War, technically I, can, I have the P- access to the PS4 download of it too, and it can go from one save file to the next. So I could have my like my PS4 up at the cabin, and my PS5 at home, and I would just be like, oh, I'm losing some some frames and whatever <laughs> by playing it up at the cabin, but I would still be like playing the game. I would just be playing yeah. the like the less than version. So. Uh, like I said, they've been kind of I think really smart about that. Right where it becomes like an it, at least right now it's a lot more of an optional upgrade like it's a it's a performance based upgrade not a mm-hmm. you need this to play this game like uh, I've heard I watched... like I I was gonna say I got it to play Ragnarok so God of War Ragnarok came out a couple of weeks ago and yeah. I have heard that it, much like when like playing the original God of War on a PS4 Pro versus the original PS4 I've heard that like it runs on the PS4 it's not a it's not a CD project could get disaster right because it's disaster. like disaster it, well yeah because it's it's in-house right it's santa monica and everything yeah. else so yeah. I, i'm sure that like sony would not let them put out like an absolute garbage thing on the ps4 they're like it runs good on the ps4 but they're like the loading time is apparently insanity <laughs> like you're just like you're like oh fast travel going to be waiting a long while for this fast travel and like yeah they, they can't really circumvent the loading time <laughs> in any uh in any feasible way they do it uh intelligently like so when you go to when you fast travel in god of war you go to yggdrasil which is like the realm between realms in norse Mm -hmm. mythology 
uh and it kind of just like loads up this weird little like kind of like never-ending path with like a void sort of around it and that is the realm between realms and they load up some dialogue so like kratos is like talking to his son and stuff so you're like you're not like staring at a screen loading so the, but it's still know. like a minute or two to go between areas yeah but but they yeah. fill it with like they're like there's like a little bit of lore like they'll tell you like a little story about like this norse god or whatever and they'll like or yeah. they'll re- recap a bit of the story and like conversation between the characters so it's like it's not as blatant as like ps1 like go and go get some soda or whatever like well (laughs) i thought the ps1 was where they started doing the like the the staircase that is your loading screen and then the staircase just takes you know two minutes to go up the stair sometimes yeah but it's like some of those i think that might have even been ps2 like i remember ps1 had a lot of loading screens i remember the Huh? Didn't one of the Meta Gear solids have a four-minute ladder? Yes, possibly. Yeah. There was a, a really long. There's a super long stairwell in Final Fantasy VII too before you fight yeah. Sephiroth or whatever. Uh, I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what, what what stuff they're they're loading and hiding, but uh, yeah. But I remember like Ridge Racer had like the old like space shooter game that you could play in the loading. So mm-hmm. there's a, sort of a bunch of the. Uh, the Dragon Ball Z games had little little mini games that you could play while stuff was loading because it was like yeah like loading up loading up Galaga or whatever is like 15k. <laughs> like... I'm pretty sure I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure Konami um, patented running mini games while the loading screen Namco. is going on, and that's Namco, was it? Because yeah. you don't see it anymore, and they used to uh, like yeah. yeah you don't they, yeah, yeah. they're not allowed to do that anymore. I don't think so, except except for Namco games, I think. I guess. I think the Amco games garbage. Like, like, garbage. Maybe. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, whatever. Just go on your phone. Play a mini game on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> While you wait. So in it. the news, did we talk in huh? the last time we gathered? The last time on this podcast, I should say. Did we talk about Sam Bankman-Fried and the collapse of FTX? Did we? Did we, we did. like? We did. We did. We we, okay. we got into it. Uh, I don't know if we, if there's been details since then. There we sure has. To, we, we even got a little bit into some conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So much so that, like, like alleging that potentially this was an orchestrated collapse of crypto because he's acting yes. from like old money and spent Thanksgiving with the Clintons and like all, all that right. stuff. Well, the the fantastic news update from literally today is that he got arrested in the Bahamas and is being extradited mm-hmm. to the United States to face some sort of who knows what. The like the, the interesting most thing, vicious slap on the wrist you ever did receive. Well, the thing is, this is federal. Mm-hmm. Federal uh, uh, indictments in the U.S. have like a 95% conviction rate because they they don't go until they have the cases finished, right? It's not like you get arrested and then they they do law and order shit. It, they have everything when they arrest you because mm-hmm. they know you're gonna you're going down. And yeah. the other thing is like they were saying uh, a lot of, a lot of people in the last week or two were saying it could be a year or two years before he gets arrested because they they have to build the case. The comparison is to like Bernie Madoff, who got arrested. Like it came out that his thing was a Ponzi scheme, and then he was in jail like fucking three weeks later. But yeah. the difference is that Bernie. Why am I saying Bernie Sanders? Bernie, so, Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff, when he um, when when he got caught, he like admitted to it immediately. Like he went to his family yeah. and was like, "Yep, it was a Ponzi scheme. All the money's gone. Sorry, guys." And then. <laughs> 
uh, and then said the same thing to the FBI. And I think he was even quoted as saying, like, what took you guys so long? Because it was such a ridiculous <laughs> thing. But in the last month, Sam Bankman fried has been on a publicity blitz at a time mm-hmm. when your lawyers are probably telling him, and like, who knows what advice who's getting behind the scenes, but everybody's advice in this thing, in this kind of situation is just shut the fuck up and let the lawyers do the talking. Like, you can only make this worse for yourself. But he spent the last month doing interview after interview after interview with even very small media organizations. And oh, the story that he's... Yourself. You probably, like, <laughs> not probably. That could not have happened. But, but like, <laughs> there were very small podcasts that were doing them. Yeah. And the incredible thing is, the whole time he has been one million percent stalwart saying, I fucked up. This was a mistake. We should have been better organized. We we wanted to whatever, but never was he saying we were criminally responsible, you know? Right, so, of course, yeah. Of course, but not necessarily, right? Bernie got arrested and said, yep, it was a thing, and he, and he, he went through the justice system very quickly, but, yeah. you, know, you know, maybe there was a, there's a world where he gets out. SBF is not for a split second allowing that to enter the conversation. There's this guy, Coffee Zilla. What's, what's, who, what's his... His uh, what's what's Bankman Fried's uh, background? So like, is he a tech guy or is he a money guy? So I think it was Stanford. I could be wrong. He had like previous to this, he had um, the reputation of being like doing all the coding himself, being like you know in it and busy, whatever. But it's come out in one of the interviews. He said like, I don't code. I don't know how any of the code actually works. So. They kind of like how much of his work was due to him being like a tech genius or being a a, a media genius. You know, like there's a yeah, lot of debate the, about he that. He went to MIT, but he yeah. only got like a bachelor's. I think he bailed. He might have not even. Yeah. The thing is, both of his parents apparently are international regulators or or lawyers who do international finance type of stuff. So he graduated with a bachelor's like, degree you know, in physics and a minor in mathematics. Yeah. So there is a possibility here, though, right, where, like, Bernie Madoff was a lot of things, but one of them was he was an actual money guy. So there is a possibility that SBF does not know how illegal the activities he was doing were. Whereas Bernie might have just been like, yeah, mea culpa, baby, because, like, he, like, knew finance and, like, knew what was legal to do with money. Whereas, like, with a bachelor's in physics and math that doesn't necessarily enter into financial law, and, like, there's a lot of things, I think, especially with people's money where you're like if someone lets you do it you're like man it must be legal or whatever you know what i mean like like you can surround yourself by a certain number a certain type of person a certain number of whatever where there's there is a chance like that he even if he thought something that he was doing was sketchy he might not have necessarily understood how illegal it was yeah like unless, unless you really know financial law does investing in your own thing seem super illegal? You're like, well... This is the thing that is so fascinating to me about this, is that he, like, you you listen to him in the interviews, he, he sounds kind of credible, you know, when he's explaining, like, yeah, we got really excited, we were, you know, we're, we're making tons yeah. of money, everything looked like it was going fine, and then, and he, you know, the question is, like, is he buying his own story, or is he totally spinning bullshit? And and is he like or, a or wizard? Or ignorant at... potentially of of the you know the repercussions, right? Like there's, yeah. there's like it's possible. So there's this guy Coffeezilla who does like he kind of investigates scams and frauds and whatever. And Coffeezilla mm-hmm. has been saying that this guy is a hundred million percent a criminal and a scam artist 
front to back. He's been saying it for a while. So this guy weaseled his way into a bunch of these little little interviews that I that I had mentioned where he like Sam Bankman Fried would dodge him if he knew that he was on the guest list, but if he approached the podcast from the side and said, Hey, I can get in and do whatever. So he, he got himself into three of these interviews and started mm-hmm. asking really, really pointed like, Hey, you know, you can say you didn't label your accounts. That's fine. But you had 110 different companies set up as like a network of shell companies to, to, yeah, to yeah. obfuscate money going back and forth. Like, fine. Everybody makes a mistake sometimes. But you don't set up 110 companies as in a shell network, you know, yeah. accidentally. You can't get a, you can't get around that, buddy. And um, you should check out his videos. They're pretty they're pretty intense getting into this this whole story. And how does SBF react? So he's, that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like I'm pretty good when I feel like somebody is giving giving you a line. I feel like I can get just a little sense of what's going on. You know, whatever. Maybe I'm not, who cares? I can't tell with this guy. I'm, I'm like endlessly fascinated listening to him talk because he, because you, normally you get the weasel language out of somebody and you're just like, fuck you. I don't trust you instantly. But, but yeah. this guy kind of sounds ever so vaguely. So he's either buying his own shit or there's another side to the story that, you know, we ne- we don't know. Obviously, you never are going to get the whole story. But watching this thing play out, man, it is fucking fascinating. So uh, in November 8, 2022, amid FTX's solvency crisis, his net worth was estimated to have dropped 94% in a day from yeah. 10.5 billion to 99.15 million. Yeah. By November 11th, the Bloomberg Billionaires Index considered Bankman Free to have no material wealth whatsoever. <laughs> so imagine, dude, in the span of a month, October 2022, net worth 10.5 billion. November 11th, Bloomberg is yeah. like, you actually have nothing. So this is this is particularly incredible. Okay, so Bankman Fried and Al, like first founds this company called Almeida Research, that is like the investment arm, and then the FTX exchange comes a little bit later. He initially makes a good chunk of money doing arbitrage, which is like he finds uh, Bitcoin selling at one price on the Korean markets and finds Bitcoin selling at a different price on the American markets, buys one yeah. and swaps them into the other. Right, that's where he initially made a whole chunk of change, and off of that founded Apparently FTX. Doing 25, 25 million dollars a day doing arbitrage in uh 2018 well not making yeah but moving 25 million moving. so and, and, like, there, and then, there, there's profit on every transaction yeah and so. they, but he did he did crank out a whole bunch of money off of that and then <clears throat> where was i going with this um oh right so 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 there was some success there right and then the money starts coming in from ftx almeida starts ma- starts making money and they start expanding their investment opportunities going into trying different schemes and different whatevers mm-hmm different strategies. And then, so you flash forward about a year, two years, now you're in 2022, and people notice that $8 billion of customer funds have disappeared. So what, and then and then what happened was in the end, the money got transferred from FTX investors to Almeida Research, where they did investments that did not work out and the money disappeared. And it looks like that money completely disappeared, more or less. We are talking yeah. about $8 billion of people's monies that just basically got fucking yeeted in, in two years. Like mm-hmm. how bad investors do you have to be to just be, shitting away people's money this whole time it's kind of kind of incredible you know like it's not like you can't execute a sell order somewhere and stop loss yourself yeah exactly the thing is i guess it's the 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 the, the, hubris dumb dumb belief that you're gonna like come out the other side right like and i think that that's like when you start losing billions 
if you don't have a blind faith that you're going to start come out the other side, like you, you kill yourself. Right. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, like that's like, like it, it's, it, when it's like, when you're dealing with like an unfathomable amount of money and you have no reason to believe that you're going to come out of it, like you're done. Like I was like, I, like, I don't think your brain what do you can, do? Like, uh... your, I don't think your brain can handle it. So I, I like, there is, I kind of understand that. Like when you're in a hole, just keep digging vibe. Cause you're like, cause what else can you do? You know, like, like, well, cause you're like, cause there's no such, like, 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 there's no such thing as like really cutting your losses when it's $10 billion. Like the thing is you could though, stop. And I think stopping but, but, is probably the right call when you're hemorrhaging. Definitely, definitely the right call. But again, like if you, in the span of like four years, turned a couple million into a couple billion, you're like, things are going to come, come back around. You know, I'm going to figure this one out and get back there. Like, and everyone's around is telling you, you're like, money genius boy and all that stuff that's what i'm saying is like i feel that like to even get to that level of insane wheeling and dealing and stuff Mm -hmm. you just have to have that absolute confidence that like everything's gonna be all right (laughs) you know like and then when it goes when it goes south you can't cut and run because if you're the type of person who would ever cut and run you wouldn't have like gotten that big in the first place or you're an honest to god criminal and you you like got yours way earlier you know before before oh, yeah, everything that, hits that's, the also, that's yeah. also very very possible which is yeah, is, yeah but that, that's what i'm saying i'm just i'm just thinking about like uh like but you saw the big short right yeah, like, yeah of course like like the when when they're trying to explain to the like the local like their local banker friends in florida why like giving people four mortgages was like bad and like <laughs> and like the bankers were just like well what do you mean yeah. <laughs> you know like like and they like, like and those guys just like didn't understand we're like we're giving people their dream homes and they're like that's no. not totally true <laughs> giving them a like, lot of rope yeah exactly that that, yeah. that like and all like the finance guys were like no that's not what's happening <laughs> you know okay, like, so, like, so what those, is those guys who were like who you know what i mean like who like they were not like i don't think there were absolutely some people acting in bad faith oh like just... involved like in that whole entire thing but there were like there were some people who were like man i'm just giving people the dream homes being a banker is amazing like yeah you know without necessarily like putting that all in order you know there's that old saying you know it's like impossible to teach a man a thing when his his source of income depends upon him not understanding it yeah right (laughs) you know like that's it's that so what's incredible is fucking sam bankman fried had a moment in an interview with somebody where he basically, he said like, you know, it was a long interview. It's running on. They're asking him question after question. Eventually he's getting a little, a little like, you know, the wall is coming down just a little bit. And they straight up ask him like, so how exactly are you making money? And he's like, well, I, you know, I've had good returns on all of my investments so far and people just keep giving me money. That's how it works. And then, and then I, and then when people need money, I give it, I give them the money, some, some, from some other people. And then the interviewer is like, I think you're describing a Ponzi scheme. Are you paying investors when you other whatever? And he's like, business is good. He's like straight up in interviews before this whole thing exploded saying he's in the Ponzi business and business is good. Yeah. Like, do, can you blame him at that point? If you're if you're like straight up honest that you're running a scam and people still come to you and still in, you know want to trust you, yeah, well, that, that's what I'm saying is that like 
if things are going good, you're like, oh man, I know what I'm doing. And everybody's yep. making money. Like, it's not just me. Everybody's making money. And, and don't forget, Matt Damon is making money. And yeah. who, who are the other famous FTX uh, faces? They paid so many, so many stars to I mean, to, he's, he's, he's Elon adjacent, right? Like, he was... Is he? Yeah, yeah. There were there was talks of him going like five billion dollars in on the purchase of Twitter and stuff. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, that, yeah. That, you know, wasn't that, that's happen. what I'm saying. It's like it did, didn't go off, but I'm like, they're they're they have each other's numbers, you know. <laughs> like, oh, that's that's the other good bit of news from today. The the b- 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 blowout of Elon at a um, Dave Chappelle uh, Dave Chappelle show where <laughs> Chappelle calls him up to the stage and five straight minutes of booing. Did you watch the videos? Basically, like I, I didn't watch gnarly, videos, but like yeah. I, I read read some of them, and they were like every time he tried to tried to say anything, <laughs> the like, audience gave him nothing, <laughs> just absolute booing. And I was like, what was Chappelle thinking? Like I'm like, oh man, like oh god, I have it, no idea. What and even Chappelle, idea. like apparently, like like it, like he's like you're listening to the sound of civil discontent or whatever. Like even like Chappelle, like doesn't necessarily turn on Musk, but like almost does, where he's like, man, I gotta. I gotta salvage this. Show. You gotta save yourself, buddy, and nobody's gonna nobody's gonna fault you for saving yourself. Yeah, when, when like, it's that bad. When he was just sort of like he's like, boom, all you want. He got me a jetpack for Christmas or whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna take me to Mars. Like, I was like, oh man, yeah, Elon Musk. What like he his desire to be funny and like to be like loved. Like he's. Someone described it like perfectly, which is just like he's like the like the mirror, like the dark dimension Tony Stark. <laughs> just like you're just like he has like all of like Tony Stark's like desires and ambition, but like none of the charm and charisma, you know, like Yeah. <clears throat> yep. What you know, like I, I feel I almost I don't, I don't almost I actually do feel bad for him. I, you know, you you never know who someone really is, obviously. And maybe I'm just eating some spin. But I feel like he, I feel like I see a nerd trying his darndest and just getting in over his head and not knowing when to shut the fuck up. And I feel like some of the guys we knew at Sci-Fi, if they had had colossal galaxy brains and then had that same like lack of social understanding and not not understanding why you're digging your hole deeper and deeper with some of these things yeah i don't know i i, I it's sad yeah exactly <laughs> and, but and yeah. the thing is he catches so much heat these days on reddit the fucking today there was i it was like eight of the 15 or 20 things on the front page of reddit were all criticizing elon it's true he deserves a lot of criticism for a lot of things but we would not have electric cars running in the streets right now if it wasn't for him and yeah but i mean SpaceX mean... has done an awful lot of legitimate, real-world stuff. Yeah, it doesn't mean Thomas Edison wasn't an asshole. It's true. You can be a great mind and a great investor and whatever else like that, and it doesn't mean that you have to be likable. And honest to God, Elon would probably get off like a lot easier if he just stayed out of the public eye and didn't say things and Absolutely. didn't open his mouth and was just, just we'd be like oh he's just like like he, he, eats, he eats it more than like bezos does because bezos isn't you know trying to be funny on twitter all the time and bezos, bezos is, and, you can and musk do not belong in the same conversation bezos is, is a shark and and musk is an idealist and it's very 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 different 
Yeah, but but Bezos comes off better because he doesn't open his mouth and try to say silly things. <laughs> like he doesn't, he doesn't. He, he he's better because he's he's like honest about being a shark and just fucking being in it for the money. Whereas yeah. I think Musk is is like he gets himself into trouble because because in his mind he's like I'm not that. I'm not in it for the money. I'm I am in it for the other stuff. So people should be able to understand that and and like connect with me on the on the idealism side of things. But then like what what are his ideals? Unclear. <laughs> Not like, unclear in the no. least. For for twenty five years, he said, "My goal is to is to improve the survivability of our species by making us a multi planet species." You can't do any of that without fixing electricity. The only way yeah. we fix electricity is getting batteries going, and the only way you get that going is the cars. And it was on. He he started before he was doing Tesla. He was talking about going to Mars and using oh, battery yeah, but tech. But even then, but he didn't Tesla. necessarily like invent Tesla. He just like again like like financiered it. Like I think he does. He has he has certain good visions. That are absolutely yeah. there, but then he has other things where he's like, you know, that, like he has weird opinions about like healthcare and like weird opinions about like you about know, all, all, the trans all, issues. He's crazy yeah, about and exactly and... like 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 that. That's what I'm saying. Is again, like I said, I, I think that the Thomas Edison comparison is a pretty good one. Thomas Edison, by all accounts, asshole, changed yeah. the world for the better, <laughs> like yeah. without a doubt, you know. But like by all accounts shitty guy right like if I, don't did... know. I think i think to, edison even goes more on the on the the bezos side of things mm, i don't know if he if he was just like snapping up ideas and then kind of slapping his own name on them and whatever else like that that's i a, wonder it's that's a good a little it's a musky. good, good but, question <laughs> but I, either way but that's what i'm saying is like you, you cannot argue that like and even even if you just like so like edison versus tesla if you're like okay yeah. if his like marketing and production and whatever else like that was so much better that yeah he was first to market and was able to distribute things faster and more efficiently well then that's what needed to happen so he was better than tesla in that regard but well it it wasn't just that edison, edison actually did like like did public demonstrations that were rigged to show how dangerous tesla's work was and how safe his was and it was it was all like oh, yeah. straight he, out he, scam absolutely like flim flam stuff and yeah, whatever but yeah, like yeah. but i'm just saying like still push technology forward rapidly yeah and was an asshole like it doesn't it doesn't for like and elon musk like i said if he just kept his mouth shut and did did literally every other thing that he's doing right now but just kept his mouth shut totally he would not be like a flying bullseye for every like for every person on reddit and twitter and comedian and everyone to just take pot shots at because what is so crazy to me is that like the degree of villainy out of the like the the mega billionaires Musk's degree of villainy, b- villainy is so much lower than the other guys. Do you know the guys who are in charge of Oracle, Larry Ellison? What like the stories about that guy? They're fucking crazy. Or the like the the Adobe, the billionaires yeah. who are running Adobe, who are like if you talk to anybody who uses Adobe software, they fucking hate everything, everything having to do with it. But but they're stuck. They have to they have to use it. That, yeah. That's it. Anyway, yeah, no, the the, the Musk and Chappelle thing. And just again, like yeah, why did it was you, great, great why? Monday news? Great Monday news. Um, I watched all of Wednesday on Netflix. Is that the show about Wednesday Adams, the Adams family cast member? Correct character. Yeah. How was that? Uh, perfectly cromulent. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's fun. Like so, absolutely meant for a, a young adult audience. Uh, okay. I will. Well, hang on. Young adult plus plus kind of thing. Like you know, like the later Harry Potter films had like 
quite a bit of gore almost didn't actually see them but i i heard that they grew up kind of for the audience yeah they grew up so this this takes like the gore elements a little bit higher like it is i mean like i'm like obviously doesn't even like you know uh not stuff that i would like bat an eye at being a horror fan that i am but you're like no like someone will get like a slashed across the face and there's like deep gouges with blood and whatever and yeah. and blah 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 blah. So there's like like uh yeah like Carrie style gore. <laughs> I guess was it played for yucks or was it played like for horror? You know? Because you uh, can kind of like frame like a, a little bit of both kind of. It it does a lot of okay. the it, it takes a lot, a lot, a lot of tone from the Adam's family and Adam's family value uh films. The, the the good Adam's family stuff from the early nineties, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. it. The the Raul Julia uh stuff, yeah. yeah. Like Adam's family value. Christina values. Ricci. Yeah, Christina Ricci as Wednesday. Who's also she's also in this one. She's in hmm. not not as Wednesday. Adam she plays like a teacher at the school. They didn't get her to play Morticia. No, they got uh, Catherine Zeta Jones to play Morticia. So oh, that's a good Morticia. It is. She's she does a pretty good job as Morticia. Uh, so yes, yeah, like the whole like first five minutes of the 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 show is uh someone like they're in a regular school. <laughs> And someone's bullying Pugsley, and Wednesday is like, like she's like, I'll take care of it. And then like he's playing the the bullies are playing water polo, and she drops piranhas in the pool. And then obviously and they're like, this is Wednesday. your fifth fifth school you've been expelled from, or whatever. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're like, you're lucky they did like, uh, you know, like like they they tried to like charge you with like attempted murder or whatever else like that. And they were just and she, what like what she has like the line of like. And she was like, and the fact that it was only attempted is a black mark on my record. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. classic, like, yep, yep. classic, classic Adam's family stuff. Yep. Exactly, that's it. So, and then she gets to go to, like, Nevermore Academy, which is basically, I guess, just, like, very Harry Potter-ish. Like, all of the students are, like, werewolves or vampires or sirens or gorgons. And I love that much, like, in the original, like, Sarah and I were discussing this, like, the Adams family, like, I guess Fester has electricity powers, but like, technically, none of them have powers, right? Like, they're just dudes. They're just insane. Uh huh. Like, you know, did like Fester a, have electricity powers? I don't remember that. I just remember him being a chunky guy. A, if you put a light bulb in, it's lit up. And like, I mean, he gets, oh, yeah. and, and like, and also like, I mean, like in even in Adams family, like the the films or whatever, like yeah. where it was uh, Christopher Lloyd. Was it like you could like and like like sh- like shock things or whatever? Like and yeah. I and I think that it was like the in- like you were, the inkling was that you were supposed. To, I think that he like absorbed some stuff because he did so much like electroshock therapy. Was I think I the the supposed to be the 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 in canon the in yeah the, the in canon reason as to why Fester has electricity powers because even in the original show he could put a light bulb in his mouth and I think even in the yeah. comics he could I think too also I, it, I this is all all based on well because it's based on. It's based on like a 1940s comic strip by I want to say Charlie Adams. I thought it was a TV show back oh, like way TV. in the 30s or something. No, no, no. The TV, the TV no. show was like the 50s, and it was still based on the cartoon strip first. Huh. Like the the comic strip was was very first. Same thing too with like Gomez kind of being a little more on the like portly side is yeah. the original comics thing, and it was like he was more slender in the show, and then Raul Julia was like slender, and then they like it's a uh, Luis Guzman plays Gomez. Yeah. And people are like, why is he like a squat fat guy? And they're like, well, not. Well, no, like, that was like, kind he, of his, like, he was kind of a squat fat guy. 
and that was like originally he was always supposed to be like you know yeah. like but yeah i, so wonder, I, was, I like, wonder how much of a connection there is in in like the the gene genealogy of the ideas in this with dark shadows like maybe dark shadows came first because i feel like th- this is like very much in the same vein of, of like a comedy family spooky horror in a mansion you know like there, there's, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of links between these two i feel that again it probably dark shadows yeah, so... might have come first so the original original i mean yeah exactly so, so charles adams started his cartoon his comic strip i should say in 1938 okay uh and dark shadows which yeah, dark started shadows on was tv a, was yeah it was 1966 so like this is like 30 oh. years out from adam's family so dark okay. shadows was aping adam's yep. family big yep. time yep. But yeah so yeah it ran in the new yorker till the 80s even the original adam's family hmm. like which is it's crazy. Like everybody remembers it as a TV show, but like totally. it had like a 50 year comic run. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. So yeah, obviously there's like that dark, dark horror, dark, dark comedy stuff. But then like there's an actual mystery that kind of, you know, plays out over the eight episodes. I think eight episodes is the right timeline for it also. Mm-hmm. Like it was like just kind of about to overstay its welcome and then was like, it's and... over. Yeah. But uh, yeah, super, very, very, channeling like a harry potter vibe like it's like it's a kooky school with like all the different houses and fun activities monsters and stuff yeah monsters and all that stuff but just i think like a little but obviously just you know wednesday is so much more likable than harry potter is it gonna save <laughs> netflix i mean so it I apparently know. made a gazillion million dollars and is their most like streamed show ever really yeah yeah it did it did monster numbers that like blasted past stranger things even like it huh. uh which boy we're scary. gonna be seeing wednesday from here to Kingdom well Come. yeah and i read the, yeah. <laughs> i read another article that was like 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 the biggest bummer and they were just sort of like hey what were some of the biggest shows uh this year so you have wednesday on netflix spin-off of adam's family uh yeah. house of the dragon on hbo spin-off of game of thrones yeah you have like boba fett and mandalorian Okay, spin-offs Star Wars. of Star Wars, <laughs> you know, like you're like, get ready for spinoffs, and you're like, you know, like coming this next fall to Fox, Millhouse. Are you fucking kidding me? Get the hell out of here. That's gonna be on Disney Plus. <laughs> oh yeah, I see. but I mean, yeah, well, but yeah. about Fox Fox Network, it'll be the lead yeah. into Simpsons, but yeah, it'll be yeah. on Disney Plus. But yeah, I was like, oh, gross. <laughs> spin-offs i'm like it's so Milhouse upsetting millhouse and poochie go on adventures <laughs> yeah exactly they're like yeah. every single solitary like sub character from from things they're like because it's like the way the article was talking about it they're like it's a sneaky reboot right like is that you don't need to reboot you're like no it's just i'm putting a spotlight on a character that didn't necessarily like wasn't the star or whatever yep. so it's like you don't get the same like flack and kickback to be like why are you rebooting you're like this is an original story mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so you like you have like a little creative umbrella or whatever to hide behind to be like this isn't just rebooting the adams family this is I what wonder... happens when wednesday goes to a weird school you if know, it's like... 1938 i wonder if they're getting on they're like basing it on the co- the early comics in order to avoid copyright I wonder if it's become public domain, the very, very first Adams Family stuff. So that that could play into it. Thirty-eight sounds a little late for me to go to be going public domain, but I could be I could be wrong. But I think it's like right right around there. It's, is Adams Family public domain? 
I mean, I think they definitely have the they're, right. They're close. Though. Yeah, yeah. So, how copyright is used to dampen reimagination? No, it's just, <laughs> so, it, so it is still copyright. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So and I mean, and also, like, honest, honestly, they would if if it wasn't. I think that they would. Uh, they're obviously drawing inspiration from the '90s. Yeah, the '90s. Like yeah. they're 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 so close to the '90s one. It's like right, right. It's not even funny. Um, yeah, no, casting is fun. The action's funny. It, it's like uh, well described as like background TV. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh yeah, you can just kind of put put it on and don't pay attention. And there's enough like there's enough familiarity in it too. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh, Adam's Family stuff. Uh, the like the actresses, uh, something Jenna Ortega, I want to say, she's okay. fantastic. There's as. apparently uh, as Wednesday, like right. she, uh, basically doesn't blink, mm-hmm. <laughs> like in nearly any, and it's so effective, and does a lot of like very subtle like eyebrow movements for like reactions <laughs> and emotions, like like not even like raised eyebrow, but just like like just like raising like like millimeters here and there and you're just like right. it like she got like stone-faced emoting so well that that's actually like nonsense aside like they're just to, like even if you just like watch an episode or two just to watch her performance you're like oh no she's fantastic like knocking it out of the park in terms of like a wide range of emotions that basically just involve like stone face mm-hmm. you know like you could tell when she's like upset or like you know, like even flustered or whatever. And there's like such subtlety. And again, apparently uh, I think someone said they're like, there's two or three blinks caught on camera, like in the entire eight hour show. She basically That's awesome. just like staring, like dead eyed stare all the time. But yeah, I, I would recommend it was a nice, uh, nice sort of like fluff, fluff diversion. If you wanted to, again, like throw something on like a, mm-hmm. probably a good workout show. I say. Yeah, I, I was looking for something like that two weeks ago, and I ended up on Adventure Time. I, I never actually finished the show. I always kind of regretted it, and I know I'm gonna like want to do it with Hobbs. So yeah. I kind of feel like I have to go and and like, you know, just make sure it's all it's all what I want. Scott I uh, Archer, it finally got its hooks into Archer. Ooh, so yeah, Scott was like, Scott was like, he's blasting through it. Like he's like, I don't even get to see all of it. He's like, he's watching like <clears throat> like five six episodes a day. Like, I mean, they're they're short, you know. They're well, they're, they're short, but I mean, but like when they say episodes, it means like two of them, so like probably like ten okay. shorts or whatever. He's, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he's he's doing probably like a good two hours a day of Adventure Time. Probably going to be done by the end of the week, and they just started a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, ah, Adventure Time's so good. Sarah and I have been meaning to meaning to rewatch it again, mm-hmm. like uh, to pick it up as a as a Saturday morning cartoon. So good, man. And like, and also we were just like saying like. We watched, I think we rewatched the first season a little while ago. And, like, absolutely it's rough. And it's, like, it's not necessarily, like, the polished, like, full, like, scope of adventure that you're used to in the later seasons. But, like, just, there's A, there's a remarkable amount of, like, groundwork stuff even in the first season that they kind of come back to. Mm-hmm. And B, you're like, oh, man, like, you just, everything about the Ice King is so extra tragic. Like, he's... <laughs> such a loser in the first couple seasons and like you don't know why <laughs> you know like it's not like it's not explained you're just sort of like oh this guy's the absolute worst and now you watch it you're like oh ice king this poor soul well i don't have the whole story yet i'm i'm looking forward to to finish oh, this to, to, to the fall of ice king yeah oh my god you're 
you're looking forward. How far are you? How far along are you? Like season five, I want to say. I'm just at the end of it. So you just Lich, Lich, Lich is four. Yeah, no, I think Lich goes into five. I don't know. I'm not. At, I'm not at the end yet. What was the last thing that I just saw? There was like a bubblegum and Marceline episode, to, right before the end of the season. Okay. <clears throat> it doesn't because it's maybe season six is the one that starts off with like a totally different animation style. Oh, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't started. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. no, I mean, you you would have remembered that. I thought that was the yeah. start of season five. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like there's like a. It's just it's. Just like a very different animation style, and all of, and you're like, what the hell is going on? Like, it's almost like, do you remember the, uh, the first episode of the last season of You're the Worst, <laughs> where it's just like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's like the other couple, and they have a kid, and then it turns out they're tracking after them. No, 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 no. It, oh. It's just like, it's just like there's two other actors, and it's kind of like a meet cute and whatever, and like one of them like works at a video store, and the other one does like whatever. And and you're just like watching the like and it's kind of funny, but it's just like another show, and then it like it cuts to uh, like the the last three seconds is them walking out of a uh, like a wedding planner or whatever else like that, and they were like, you had me working in a video store, or whatever, and then again, it turns out that they're just like telling a different version of their meet cute to like every wedding planner and just making shit up every time they go. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, but it's still first first episode, you're like. What am I what watching? What is going on? <laughs> what am I like? The, the the commitment to do a whole episode of just like a so-so kind of a so-so rom-com with other actors. We never so. did finish that that show, me and Debbie. Uh, we watched like the first three or four seasons, probably four seasons of it. I don't remember why we put I, it down. I don't know. I think there's literally only five. So you like? Yeah, there is only five. It was right at the end, and I'm I'm, I'm sure they break up in the end. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no other way for that do to you want to know i do, <clears throat> do spoilers know or do you want me to spoiler you could just spoil uh it. yeah no they do they they get together they don't break up it's uh, wow. but it, it's but they also do not get married uh. <laughs> like and, and it actually be, like it's it comes together in like a heartwarming in a heartwarming way that doesn't betray the characters which is like basically like like they have the thing where he was just like like they're like their eternal commitment to each other of not is not eternal at all where they were just like every morning i wake up and i look at you and i still want to be with you and like as long as that's true i think we can make it work and she's like that kind of the same way so they're like okay so they're like so until we wake up and don't feel like being together again they're like until then (laughs) you know like like that's like that's that's their commitment to each other is when i wake up i want to be with you and as long as that's true I think I would have to see it to not know. I'm feeling a little betrayed now. No, it, I mean, it's... A little bit. Uh, I mean, like I said, like, season five does a really, really good job of, like, they're doing, like, flashbacks and flash forwards and whatever. And, like, hopefully you'll forget this conversation if you ever go back and watch it. <laughs> uh, because, like, season five threads the needle of are they together or have they broken up? Like, they keep going, right. like, flashing back, flashing forward, because they are doing the wedding planning thing. But then they're also... Fla- like flashing into the forward you ha- you see like jimmy is like has to sell the house and whatever else and like but you don't like, know if they've if they've made it at that point yeah exactly that's right. it like like they, they do a good job of like the future timeline it being unclear as if they're together and then the past timeline is them heading towards a wedding that they think they want mm-hmm. 
And so like the entire thing, you're like, oh no, they're divorced. Or like, oh no, this does not work out. <laughs> like they 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 absolutely like thread the needle the entire season in a in a way that that's really good. And and like I said, and the, and the way that they end up together does not feel like a betrayal to the characters. Like uh, it, it's, I mean, that's the whole point, right? Like they're yeah. they yeah. they they are the worst, but they're okay together. <laughs> I yeah, top top. Top marks for that show. That's someone's show that I would probably go back and watch if ever I was like hard up for a for a comedy. Mm-hmm. A plus A plus television. Movies? Um, check any movies? Uh, I didn't check any movies, but I wanted to add, I wanted to play a a, a mental exercise oh. game. Mental okay. exercise. So uh, you heard about what Metallica's doing? Mm, nope. So Metallica have announced a tour in 2023. Every stop of the tour is a two-night stand in each city. Okay. And different different openers and different set lists both nights. Okay. So unclear, what a lot of people are kind of unclear on is you're like, do they do an encore of like the greatest, greatest hits or not, yeah. right? Because you're, like, you're like, one of them is they absolutely have the catalog to make that work, right? But you're like also, but like, do you risk paying a hundred dollars for Metallica and not seeing Enter Sandman? <laughs> you know, like. I mean, I would it, be pretty happy to see Metallica and not hear Enter Sandman. But like, I'm like you way also... okay with that. There's so many songs from the first four or five albums. Right. Well, isn't it I, I, six? Isn't 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 the Black album the sixth one? Something like that. Well, wait, wait, but then, but also, you're like, hey, get ready for some death magnetic. <laughs> you know, like. No, no. Well, you're right. No. They might, they might do that. But... Well, they have. Well, not to say they have to, but I'm saying like, but like they probably will. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, because first of all, they play really long shows to begin with. Like, they yeah. they usually play like hour forty five, two hour sets almost. Like. <sighs> Anyway. I would I would go to that show, man. I fucking I, I, I like yeah, there can't be bullshit, but uh, but some oh, of it's I, I would go see Metallica live in like a heartbeat. But the yeah. but the, men, the mental exercise is not necessarily, I guess, would you go see one of the shows? Is would you go see both? Mm, don't know about right? that. And now yeah. and then I guess the mental exercise is what band could do a two night stand, and you would go to both nights. Mine was self intelligent. We did that three nights. Oh, and we we might also. <laughs> have, we ta- have we talked about the, the fact that that apparently has been completely dropped and that was not covered? What was dropped? The, the, the Me Too of Jimmy the, Urine? The me, the me Too grooming, all that stuff. Apparently, all that just like is not a course thing anymore and all of it was just dismissed. And what? Just, really? Yeah. And, and like, you need to dig to find that that happened. But like, it, it popped up in my feed and I was like, really? And then like, Duggan was like, Literally, you can find a lot of stuff about when the case got raised, and then there was some stuff a couple months ago of being like... And it all got dismissed. Yep. I mean, and again, I Jeez. do not necessarily know if that is... On the on the one hand, I want to believe that he is totally innocent. On the other hand, he wrote the song tight while he was grooming an underage girl. Or while he was accused. He was... No, he, not while he was accused. <laughs> It w- wasn't it tight the whole album? Well, tight the whole album, but yeah. But, but then, okay, yeah, the song it. was "Panty Shot." Okay, you're right, you're right. "Panty Shot" Panty, is the, the the tune. The, the the of all the songs. Of Panty all of the songs, really the... the one you shouldn't have been writing while you were <laughs> hanging around with a fifteen-year-old. Yeah. So, uh, also, wow. I, and I, I will also say this, and not not to say, I do not want to dismiss anybody's experience, but like. 
what kind of parents letting their anyone hang out with Jimmy Urine or have any sort of like communication with a man who smashes plates on his head and bleeds and then drinks his own pee-pee? Who Don't knows what he was up to back in those days? He might have had a very different, you know, his stage persona might not might not be the the. Hmm. The Jimmy sure. behind yeah, but no, the but scenes. She, but yeah, but like, but the, the 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 grooming allegations were from a fan, though. Yeah. Like that that was it wasn't something like apart from unsolved But anyway, uh, okay. but yeah, Ca- so, uh, counterpoint. Uh, imagine the kind of psycho fans mindless self indulgence would have generated at any phase of its <laughs> of its. No, yeah, absolutely. You know? Like, like, boy, I don't I don't like this. I want to I want to find out more before we talk about this because I, I I don't want to defend this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. But yeah, strange. no, but like, I, I literally could find very little about it other than the hmm. fact that apparently the case was dismissed. So, but does that mean settled out of court, drop? Yeah, who, knows, who knows what it is? And he, okay, anyway, let's go back to the question though. Yeah, other, yeah, yeah. Other so what then would see? you see twice in a row? Like, Daft knowing Punk. it's a different set list. Daft Punk, Daft Punk right away. Daft Punk, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I've seen them a bunch, but like, so I don't necessarily know if I would like drop the cash, but I would be happy to see Foo Fighters. For any amount of time, like mm-hmm. if they were, if they literally were like, oh, we're doing like, because they do like, they do real good covers, they're really fun, they do like all that stuff, and it's like, I also, the I best, don't think the there's best, any the albums that I like dislike, like, like even their like the uh, what's the, the the black one, the one that came after Color in the Shape. Anyway, it was like it's a so-so album, like even their. I'm quote unquote like worse stuff. I'm like still fine. Like I yeah. like I'm never like yeah. hey this sucks, Foo Fighters. So I was like I'm just thinking about like yeah you have like six or seven albums worth of materials plus they're an accomplished like they have really fun arrangements on their cover tracks and stuff when they mm-hmm. do the. So I was like yeah Foo Fighters I would absolutely have faith in. Hmm. Probably uh, I'm not I'm not a f- I don't think I would but you might consider for your consideration Tool. Pass, hard pass. After seeing Maynard James Keenan do an hour and a half long interview with, um, <laughs> with uh, what's his name, Joe Rogan, I am yeah. no longer a fan. Oh, I'm so sad. My heart was broken watching him on the Joe Rogan podcast. Be the worst. And it, it was the same. It, the, I had the exact same experience with fucking Billy Corgan. <laughs> I was, I was like, there was a part of me that would go back and love those old albums, even if I didn't dig the music as much as I did when I was like. 16 and at peak angst but like but like hearing these guys break apart the image of of them that i had there there was there's no like irony in their love i don't know i i I can't do it yeah i wouldn't see them they they don't get their own shtick no but how 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 about um it's it's exactly like fucking what's his name um with star wars Uh, George Lucas Lucas not getting what made episode four, five, and six incredible and making one, two, and three. And just like the betrayal. You didn't get what you made so badly that you'd made that garbage. Anyway, so here's who I would go see. Tom Waits. I'm putting that on the list. He has fucking 20 some odd albums and you could have two sets that were wildly different. Yeah, Tom Waits would probably be And both incredible. Really good one. I mean, I guess like there's like the, I guess like the, like I think any of those classic bands. I mean, not to say any of them. Like I wouldn't necessarily want to see the Rolling Stones twice in a row. But like, but if you were like, yeah. and I and I know, like I'm not the biggest Bruce Springsteen fan, but I feel that I would have a good time going to see Maybe. Bruce Springsteen. No, I'm just yeah. saying like I've seen his performances live, like with the whole E Street Band, and like again, like just like so much energy and whatever Is else. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. A- absolutely killer live, uh, live act. Like if you're, if ever you're again 
want to throw something on, just look, try and find like a like decent concert footage of. Oh, we didn't. I think didn't Scorsese do a Springsteen, one of those music documentaries? They might have. I think so. If you can, anyway, I was gonna say if you can just track down some good Springsteen concert footage, you could put it on and like Sarah's like, I don't like Bruce Springsteen, but even like just watching the concert, she's like, oh yeah, that looks like a concert that I'd have. I, like, I, I went up to the cottage. My parents had a very lovely coffee table book out on the table. Okay, uh-huh. and the and the lovely coffee table book was a photo album. Of, of like different pictures of a meeting between Bruce Springsteen and Barack Obama, right? <laughs> and the, the concept of the book is apparently that these guys are buddies. That's what the, yep. books, the book, the intention of the book, okay? That's the story, is that they're buddies and sometimes they hang out and chat and you should, you should look at these nice pictures of them hanging out and chatting and read the thing inside the book that talks about what they chatted about. So Neat. I sit down and I look at it. I'm like, what is this garbage? And Tom's like, no, no, look, they're, 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 uh, they're, they're kind of friends, you know, they both whatever. And they, and this is actually kind of interesting. And, I, and I'm like, you realize what that book is, is the brand managers on both of Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen. One of them said, looks at the other one and is like, well, you know, your, your brand could use a little bit of the uh, off, you know, the authority of a president. And then, the brand managers with Bruce Springsteen and the brand managers of Barack Obama are like, you could use some of the like authentic energy that comes from Bruce Springsteen. And we yeah. think that both of your brands will increase in value if you do this book. <laughs> and they're yep. like, okay. And that's where that book came from. It's the most cynical fucking thing. For sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. So if you want to check it out, uh, the 1979 no nukes concert is the one that came out last year. There's like okay. a restored footage and all that stuff. It's like, like again, not a killer huge Bruce Springsteen fan, but just like killer show, and apparently is always killer. And he's a guy who like always plays like two and a half, three hours long sets of nonsense with all kinds of covers of like American musicians and whatever else. He was talking about that on Jimmy Fallon actually, where he was just like, he's like, what? They're like, what? Don't you get tired? And he's like, man, he's like, when you get started in music, you work clubs and like bars and stuff, and you do like two hours of music then you take like a 15 minute break and then you do another two or three hours of music so he's like we all grew up in that grind it's like we all grew up doing like five or six hours of playing a night you know like sometimes we would do two clubs you know like (laughs) you know like two different shows so they're like us doing two or three hours is not difficult (laughs) like it's yeah he's showing off at 70 that's difficult for fucking anybody i had that same experience seeing um uh fleetwood mac they did like a three-hour show and they're all fucking in their 70s late 70s yeah but again i mean it's not like i'm sure that like he like he i mean he takes like the 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 bruce springsteen stuff like he takes an intermission like you know like like he takes the the breather but it's like it's true i was like oh yeah like most musicians can easily play for a couple hours and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I would go that. see Elliot Smith twice in a row, but it would oh. be impressive just because he's so dead. You know, he there is would, very. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, really, like that really punk good. is also, you know. I mean, I, I would do like. There's no, no, a lot no, they're of, broken think, up. They could definitely do a reun, reunited, alive 2025 fucking. Uh, can you imagine how I would pay a thousand dollars to go see that show? I'd pay so much money to go see. That's right. Alive. Uh, yeah, I'd say a lot of electronic bands I think I'd have no problem like if you were saying like oh it's just this is doing two shows and mm, no, I know I know they're not yeah. like yours I'm saying but I'd be like I would happily see them do their thing two nights in a row I mean like, I like them a lot but I after like it like hey they play cross three times in one night what are they going to play after well they have like four or five albums dude you haven't listened do to they? audio video disco and like woman worldwide isn't and... audio video disco a track off of cross no. Sure. 100%, sir. I might be. I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm they definitely, like I said, they hit Women Worldwide. 
Then okay, they have, I'm thinking, yeah, I think they have three, maybe four albums, but one of them might be Gaspar's solo album. All right. And they literally Sim- just brought Mobile TV. Disco? I don't, no, I don't think I would see them twice in a row. No. Good, but again, like, it's like, or like, for two full shows? I mean, like, as again, like, why would you want to go and not see Audacity of Huge? Because that's the thing, right, is you're not seeing all their songs both nights. Right. Like, I would have done, uh, who else? I'm just trying to, like, go through some of the, like, like, James I would. Murphy. What was his band there? Um, the... Murphy? Oh, LCD Sound System? Yeah. Again, do they have that much material? I don't know. Three, I don't know about three, two whole three albums? Yeah. Like, like, I was like, I would, I would say, having just seen them, like, Rage, but I'm like, but Rage would literally be playing, I think, all their material if they did a two-night stand. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, because yeah. they only have the three albums three albums and rage which is a cover album right right like the... that's a good point but they probably have a ton of stuff that they did on the outside that they could turn into a, a pretty killer oh, set if, list if they, if like if they to. just brought all the all the other stuff they like did that I, I would consider weezer but like too much of the new stuff i don't like they have the, yep. like they have the discography for it but i'm like but too much of the new stuff i'm not a not a fan of I'm okay, kind of I have any... the official answer. The only one that matters is Clowncore. Two Clown full Core. nights of Clowncore. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I mean, it'd be tough to say like who, who I would like drop like arena money for twice mm-hmm. in a row to go see both nights. That's a good question. That's uh, like I said, I mean, and Metallica's asking it of all their fans all year next year, I guess, which is. Mm. You know, weird. I was yep. like, and I know in Montreal, like I would be like in Montreal, I wouldn't even look at the, like the. Hang on, what is the? It's what are the openers? I would make. I think I'd make my decision based on the, on opener. the openers. Metallica openers twenty twenty. While you look it up, Arcade Fire. Do you think Arcade Fire has the discography to do two full nights? But I think their star might be behind a cloud right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would. Yeah. Apparently, there were like a something like almost like visibly empty chunks of the Bell Center during the show a week or two ago, which was like, oh. and it was like ex- expected to sell out, right? Like that was the. That's got a. That, that's got a sting. Yeah. So apparently, it was. They had the arena set up in a smaller configuration than it was originally going to be because they can kind of like. Mm-hmm. Move the stage like yeah, yeah, forward and shrink backwards it up a little. along the ice. So they did, yeah, they did a smaller yeah. configuration than they were like originally anticipating, and there was still like visibly like I think they said like like fifteen hundred to two thousand empty seats or whatever. Which is still, I think like, I would probably, ten... despite all of this shit, I would still go. I think they fucking they put on great shows every time I went they, to see them. They really do, but they really I don't do. know. I don't know. Okay, so the, I guess the answer is is you go, you're gonna go see Metallica. I'm looking at all of their uh, openers. Who's opening? Where and are they at? the the important, I would say the the winner is you definitely go to the show where Pantera's opening. Uh, versus, versus like like so here yeah like Architects, Mammoth, mm-hmm. Five Finger Death Punch, Ice Nine Kills, uh, Volbeat, Greta Von Fleet. Like Pantera's kind of fun. Um, yeah, I'm saying like their Five Finger Death Punch is okay, also, but yeah. I'm like Pantera's still a cut above all those other bands. Like, yeah, 
I feel that if you're going to be picking the 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 show to go see, you probably want to see Pantera opening for Metallica over Greta Von Fleet. She was okay. It's a it's she a them him. them, them. they they're they're they're, uh, they're what do you call it? they're like the the Led Zeppelin band right oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah there was a... yeah, that's fun that's okay <laughs> was it um the uh, Sebastian from Death from Above had like an Instagram story like a couple months ago where he was like Greta Von Fleet is not a real band they're just dudes made in a lab. <laughs> <laughs> They just cloned some musicians. Just, just everybody's everybody knows it in the industry. I'm telling you now, <laughs> they were grown. <laughs> like, I was just like, wow, just shitting on Greta Von Fleet. <clears throat> They're all right. Like you listen to their music, but hot damn, are mm-hmm. they a band that listens to Led Zeppelin? And we're like, whoa, hey, are Led Zeppelin still around? No, cool. Greta Van Fleet <laughs> could be us. Uh. I wonder if there's hip hop that Scott would have jumped in on. Maybe a hip hop mm. go see. Where do you go to see Kanye twice in a row? No, I would go see an NWO reunion twice in a row though. Like, cause first of all, cause they could pull from so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you have all of Dre and all of Snoop. Like all of like you know like all of those works are available to you at an NWO show. Oh, maybe Wu Tang. I could potentially mm-hmm. get into two, and because again, you can pull from. There's they so can pull, much. They could pull so from much. all all of their all yeah. of their stuff. Uh, speaking of of hip hop, did you see that thing that I sent? Did you get that thing I sent you? Did you get that I thing I not. sent you, kid? Um, okay, so are we all familiar with Ice Cube? <laughs> Today was a good day. Oh, I did. I and in fact, I had already read that that whole research thing. It wasn't formatted the same way, but I I read when like five years ago or six years ago that somebody had. Yeah, it, it, is, it is from a couple the, years ago, but it, yeah. it pop pop back up where they, they Yeah, it's good. It's good. They they determined the exact day of Which was the good a, day. Which was the good day that Ice Cube was singing like. So yeah. Went to Short Dog's house, they was watching M T V raps. So they were like M T V raps aired in nineteen eighty eight. So we have a starting point. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> today was a good day. Uh, was released on February twenty third, nineteen ninety three. So it's like we've narrowed it to a five year span. The Lakers beat the Supersonics. Dates between Yo MTV Raps air dates August sixth, nineteen eighty eight, and the release of the single February twenty third, nineteen ninety three. The Lakers beat the Sonics about ten times, and they list the date. So now we know it's one of those ten days. Um, <clears throat> Dates where the Lakers win over the Supersonics, where it was a clear day with no smog, which is another line in the mm-hmm. song, brings it to November 30th, 88, April 4th, 89, January 18th, 91, January 20th, 92. Uh, got a beat from Kim and she can fuck all night. So they use that a little spurious, but they say that like beepers weren't popularized until the 90s. So now we just have two dates, 91 and 92, which I think is not fairly, ac- fairly yeah. accurate. And anyway, so then... Ice Cube was starring in the film Boys in the Hood that was released late summer of 1991, but was filmed, was filmed mid to late 90, early 91. And I, so that means that Ice Cube was busy filming on set in January of 1991 and too busy to be lounging around the streets with no plans. So ladies and gentlemen, the only day where MTV Raps was on the air, it was a clear and smogless day. Beepers were commercially sold. The Lakers beat the Supersonic and Ice Cube had no events to attend. It was January, 20, was January 20th, 1992. That was the good day. I feel like he's available enough to confirm this. Like, if somebody brought that evidence to him, I'm sure on his Twitter account or whatever, he 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 could he could tell. I mean, would he remember? 
I mean, I, he'd probably be like, that sounds right. <laughs> you know right. I mean? He put like, it in his diary. You don't think he he's a he's a a, a very diligent journaler? He's <laughs> a diligent journaler. He might yes. be, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I I thought it was very funny. And then we looked it up. Uh, January twentieth, nineteen ninety two, was an unbelievable cold snap here in Montreal. So, uh, like it was like a high of minus fourteen and like lows of like minus twenty. So I was like, mm-hmm. I probably went home from school and played Sega. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, I guess is probably Watch a pretty good G. day. Joe. I was nine. <laughs> like, I can't imagine doing anything else on a January twentieth, on a Monday, where it's the absolute warmest part of the day is minus fifteen. Mm-hmm. Ah. Anyway, uh, I think this was the nine five hundred things. The nine. All right. Stay tuned for garbage time, where I'm gonna ask John about Dungeons and Dragons monsters. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll see something else to do. No, no, I'm good, I'm good. I don't know. Hi. Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you can get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 905.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.